Welcome to In Their 20s, the podcast with the best advice. My name is Landon. I'm your host. Not only are we interviewing influential business leaders on this show, but we're also welcoming extraordinary 20-somethings, two of which I had on today's episode. I spoke with Anthony Tomross and Drake Roberts, who are the co-founders of DealBlock. DealBlock is a reusable gym bag deodorizer unlike anything you've seen. DealBlock's deodorized space with the use of a plant-based refill pod infused with essential oils that last for 30 days. So after you have a DealBlock, all you need are the refills. Looking at their website right now, they have some awesome scents like sandalwood, oceanside, apple blossom. You can get all of these scents in a variety pack. Make sure to check out DealBlock.com. I had a lot of fun speaking with these founders on today's episode. You know, this idea spans over five years. They met in middle school. They attended a class together in high school about entrepreneurship when they came up with the idea for DealBlock. So five plus years later, the product is out. You can purchase yours today. They're killing it. And you can really hear about their story, their passion, their ambition during today's episode. So we're going to jump in to talk about their best advice for people in their 20s. So you guys probably get this question often, but, um, you know, before Dio Block, you know, before we get to the venture you guys are working on, I want to learn about your friendship. So how did you two originally meet? Yeah, so uh, me and Tony have known each other since like middle school, actually. Um, we were more so acquaintances during middle school. But um, throughout high school, we started hanging out with some of the same people and seeing each other a lot more. Um, and then really that uh, high school class we took, um, Business Incubator, um, really brought us together more as we were paired into the same group um, together. So we started hanging out a lot more. And um, But yeah, we've known each other for a really long time. Love that. Um, so same high school and same middle school. Um, and then, of course, uh, where did you go to college, Drake? Um, so I did the same trek as Tony. We uh, um, went to uh, Harper College um, to get our associates, and then we transferred over to DePaul. Got it. And Tony, of course, I know you're from DePaul, so it's awesome. We got of course. some humans in the house. Um, so yeah. separately, like before you guys started working on this project together, when did you both know you wanted to be entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, you know, I think it's through the process of actually being in that class that that opened up our eyes to actually being entrepreneurs. There's a couple entrepreneurs uh, in Drake's family already, and I know originally, and you know, through high school and, and middle school, I actually want to be an attorney and open up my own practice at one point. Mm-hmm. But I never actually knew we were going to invent the product and bring it to market. All this kind of was a direct <laughs> catalyst of us being in that entrepreneurship class in high school. And I was actually going to University of Illinois Champaign originally, and Drake was going to Indiana. And once we won the 25 grand at the end of the year, we kind of just looked at each other and said, "Look." not everybody gets this opportunity. So let's just, let's just do it. And uh, that's kind of what made us stay back at Harper for two years to stay local with our connections, grow our network. And then we once again, just transferred together to DePaul to just be on the same schedule. And, uh, and, and it just kind of worked out that way. Love that. And uh, Drake, so I just heard that you have some entrepreneurs in your family as well. What are some life skills that you picked up from them growing up? Yeah. I mean, um, so my, my uh, grandparents are immigrants um, from Poland Um, So growing up, they started their own business when they got to America here. My uh, grandma started a beauty salon. um, And so she she learned real quickly kind of the grind and and really was experiencing the American dream by kind of immigrating here and starting that whole process. So 
really what I learned, um, not only through my grandmother, but even through my mom is, is, you know, like you really have to work for what you want in life and it's not going to come easy. Um, so those are really kind of morals that were instilled, um, very early in my life and in that those transferred over into entrepreneurship pretty quickly. And, and kind of what Tony was saying, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be an entrepreneur ever. I always knew I kind of wanted to make my own thing or do something, um, that I could call my own instead of kind of going into the corporate structure right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, yeah, like, like Tony mentioned, that class opened my eyes, my, my eyes to like entrepreneurship is that thing that um, I was looking for. Totally. I have a Polish grandmother as well. So I really uh, feel that advice. It's not not just, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, always great advice, uh, you know, that come from the elders to so really love that. And Tony, you mentioned that both of you guys, you know, have attended, um, you know, started at Harper, then went to DePaul, but you as well went to three schools. You know, you were at Illinois Champaign for a little bit. When it comes to, you know, because I know there are a lot of people in our audience who have gone to multiple colleges and it's difficult to kind of, you know, fit in when you're in a new school, meet people, find your community. Uh, through those college years, what did you learn uh, when it comes to moving around? So actually, to clarify, we were we were already in we were going to attend those colleges. So Got we buy in Indiana, but when we won the pitch, we actually we scrapped the plan, so we rescinded our offers of admission. But to answer your question, yeah, I think still hopping between Harper and DePaul, you know, if you weren't on our track, I think there's always this thing in the air where it's like, okay, I have these peers that I'm meeting now. Like there were a lot of DePaul people that I actually ended up building really great relationships with that already were friends those first couple of years while we were still at Harper. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, you always get it. You just got to make it work, you know, but I think in our, in our situation specifically, it was, it was a no brainer and we just built those relationships kind of as we went. So it was a little different. Love that. Okay. So now we'll dive into Dio block uh, just to give backstory, everything that you guys just mentioned friends since middle school, um, you know, some aspirations of entrepreneurship um, didn't really connect, of course, until you guys, you know, really together and uh, took this class as well. Um, and then you would go into creating deal block back in high school. Um, I'd love for you guys or one of you guys, before we dive into the story of the creation of the product, um, talk to us about what deal block is. Absolutely. So what DeoBlock essentially is, it's a reusable deodorizer for your gym bag, locker, car. Once you have a DeoBlock, you never need another one again. You just replenish it every 30 days with our retail pods. Each one contains a plant-based gel with different essential oil scents. And we launched in a market with three scents. We have Oceanside, Sandalwood, Apple Blossom. And the refill pods last 30 days and they're fully recyclable. As long as with our packaging, I actually have a box right here just to show the camera real quick. So uh, we try to encompass the whole eco-friendly aspect always with our, with our product as well. So, but that's the quick rundown. I love that. Um, so, you know, before you guys even created that first product, um, you know, entrepreneurship is always about solving a problem. What was the problem? Like what led to you guys um, even coming up with this awesome idea? Cause I love the packaging. I love the product. I mean, it's really unique. <laughs> I just love the um, plant-based material you guys use too. But um, you know, before you even got there, like how did you come up with the idea? Yeah, I mean, it was really um, that class helped kind of shape that that problem and helped us realize what that problem was. Right. So the the basics of the class was, you know, identify a problem and come up with a solution to that problem. Right. So um, our common problem between Tony and I was smelly gym bags. We realized that because um, we were lazy high schoolers. We would leave. um, I played lacrosse. Tony played football. We would leave our gym bags and our equipment bags in our parents' cars overnight. So the next morning when we're going to class, um, 
the entire car would just reek of like this disgusting gym bag. Right. Yeah. Um, so we would use um, what any other, what any other person would use. We would use the Febreze's we would um, use the sneaker balls. Um, and, and not only did those things not smell great, but they also didn't really work well. Now you're sitting in the car with this mixture of good scent and this gross football bag. Right. Um, so we wanted to solve that problem at the source which was that equipment bag, that gym bag. Um, and we wanted to actually deodorize in the process, not just mask those smelly smells um, with a better scent. Of course, no, that's super clear. Um, so through this class, you guys came up with this idea, um, but I believe you guys were um, a part of a pitch competition that Tony did reference earlier, winning $25,000, which really fueled this idea. Um, how did you have an opportunity to get involved in that pitch competition and for all the founders that are listening right now that are interested in pitching their product, you know, it can be a very scary process. We've all seen Shark Tank. Um, mm -hmm. You have scary judges sometimes that uh, just really shoot down that idea um, because maybe they don't understand it or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, they don't know how you could bring something like that to market. You guys won. You guys won $25,000, which means mm -hmm. you nailed the pitch competition. What advice do you have for that founder? Yeah, so I think the biggest advice we can give, especially when we're in the high school class, is just prove that your product is viable. What really separated us from the other teams that were there that night, we actually went out to gym owners. So that way we didn't tell the judges, you know, people will be interested. We got them interested. Even if you look at our LinkedIn today, we still take pictures with gym owners and clients of ours that we do custom deals with. That's what we were, we did that, you know, right before the pitch competition. We went out, we got feedback, we got verbal commitments for pre-orders for the product. And I think that took us to the next step because all the other teams that night were more so saying like, here's the, just the idea, but we actually went out and proved the concept and really got, you know, tremendous feedback from actual individuals that we were going to target if we had won the money. So I think that's what set us apart. I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of times, you know, if we're coming up with a product, obviously, you know, we can be a little biased. We think it's great, but it's awesome that you guys sure. are to speak with the customers um, or people who would be potential customers um, to sure. prove that, uh, you know, there's really value there for the customer. And that's what allowed you guys to win that pitch competition through talking with all the customers, you know, or potential people that would be interested in DO block back in the day. Uh, what were some insights that you gathered um, from, from speaking with those individuals? I mean, a, a ton of feedback, right? So it actually took us over 11 revisions of the product itself to get to where we're at today. So um, it really started out as this ball that I have right here on my desk. Actually, it's like this aluminum ball. It's kind of wow. messed up over the years now. But um, this was the first ever like, you know, idea for that. And, um, you know, when we took this to the customer, the potential customer, right, the feedback was, um, oh, this is just another sneaker ball, right? Um, this is just like another, you know, just this another one of those things. And that's not what we wanted to do, right? So we wanted to make something that was different and then also added value. So we landed on this block design, um, which of course allowed real estate for other businesses and other companies and other individuals to be able to market themselves on our product. Um, so really based on criticisms and feedback from the market that only can help you and your brand or your product or service shape into what it's truly meant to be because really you just want to make sure that the customer is satisfied right and that you're hearing their what what they're what they have to say um so through those criticisms we've made just a, a ton of pivots um and and it really just shaped deal block to what it is today and, and and being able to be successful in the market now that's a quote right there man that was powerful you guys won that pitch competition twenty five thousand dollars five years later we're um where we're at today correct during that five-year period, I just want to dive a little deeper. 
How many times did you guys pivot? Maybe how many customers or um, you know potential customers did you guys speak to during that five years? And just what really went into that um, time period to get us to where we are today? Um, a ton went into the time period. We were doing actually a lot of, you know, what you're, what you're really good at doing yourself is just networking, right? So meeting with a ton of individuals and garnering more and more feedback, more so than probably even approaching potential customers, but just getting our, the word out there. We were, we were putting the product in front of anyone and everyone that we could. And I think that in and of itself let us kind of launch this grassroots type of marketing campaign now that we've hit the market. So we don't actually put any money yet, at least into Facebook and Instagram ads, for example, all the sales that we especially get off our website and stuff is still word of mouth and it's, it's still been able to run. And I think it's because of this almost following we built over the years as we've been progressing with the product. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of what we did. And I think still, since we launched, we're just still pivoting from market to market. So for example, we were always really hyper-focused on gyms, but we launched in May. So kind of still as this, wave of COVID is, you know, pushing through and hope, you know, now it's simmering out a little bit, but we realized, you know, gym sales aren't as lucrative or as quick as we anticipated they would be originally. So we're like, okay, let's do colleges. Let's do high schools. Um, recently we've been approaching hotels and things like that. You know, if you, so actually since you're a Chicago and I was at the Drake hotel uh, a couple weeks back and I had just approached them and saying, Hey, this would be a really cool complimentary giveaway for your Hilton honors members upon check-in instead of your embroidered towel or water bottle and tell them this is a reusable luggage deodorizer. So you could throw it in there and, you know, during an extended stay, now they're deodorizing their clothing since you're not washing your stuff the entire time. So I think it's being creative in your pivots and always finding new markets and potentials for your, your product to thrive in as well, but also, you know, keeping that niche important because, we love it being a gym bag deodorizer at the end of the day. That's what initially, you know, spawned this whole product. So, um, but yeah. No, I love that you guys are now able to pivot into bigger and better things. So let's kind of dive into that now. Like we spoke about the past five years that got us where we are today. Um, and you guys are clearly killing it, you know, since launching. But if you were to look five years from now um, into the future, where do you guys see deal block going? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, you know, we, we continue, we, we want to continue to grow in, in all those spaces that Tony kind of mentioned, um, and even more, even more spaces that we're looking into. Um, I, I think the long-term goal is to eventually grow this product um, to a point where it can be sold off or, or to a point where it's worth a lot, um, uh, adds much more value than it does right now to the marketplace. Um, so we, by doing that, we just want to expand into as many different areas as we can and target as many different businesses as we can. Um, there's going to be so many people that can buy this off of, uh, off of our website, like a B2C approach. But of course, there's just an enormous amount of different industries and businesses that we can go into with this product, um, even like the kind of promotional products, giveaways type of uh, industry. Of course, the gym industry, we're going to uh, continue to grow alongside with them after this somewhat recession in the gym market. Um, so really within the next five years, we just want to grow this to a point where it's just this behemoth and we can continue to have fun doing it all. So what is next on the scent side of it? Uh, are you allowed to reveal anything or uh, maybe give us a sneak peek of what we can expect? What I can say we're, we're definitely, we're definitely looking at some, some other scents to start incorporating um, some seasonal, some more long-term. Um, but yeah, nothing really is, uh, nothing's really fully built out yet. So, but we're always thinking about new sense and stuff to bring to the market. So definitely thinking about it. Of course. Um, a question that I had, um, previously, but I think it's, it could be a good pivot. 
Um, so you guys ordered, um, um, I believe, 20,000 units, correct? 10,000. 10,000? Yep. Perfect. So like, where are you right now in the process of uh, you know, getting those out? And uh, mm -hmm. you, you think maybe you'll put another order in? Yeah, I mean, we're, we've are we been selling like crazy this past month, which is great. We've been getting a lot more press this month. Um, we're about three and a half months into launch, coming up on four months into launch now. Wow. So we're still like super fresh into the market. Um, but in terms of inventory sold, I mean, we've sold well over 20% already of inventory. Awesome. Um, and again, just through grassroots methods. Um, but but really, it's it's almost like we're, we're trying to be more strategic in the way that we're selling inventory. Um, we have this just absorbent amount of opportunities kind of at our doorstep and we want to make sure that we're tactical in attack you know attacking those certain markets and those certain clients of ours um of course this is our first flight of inventory so um kind of gross margin percent on each unit is very important um we could sell the whole flight to one person but then we wouldn't make as much money on the entire order and allow us to kind of scale and grow how we want to um, so really it's more so of a, a tactical approach to some of this stuff right now, but sales have been going great. We had so much more opportunities opening up every single day. And there's just a lot more collabs on the way too with other big businesses and teams and sports and all this stuff. So it's just, it's really exciting stuff really going on right now. It really is. Um, so boys, last question I have for you, you know, this has been a five plus year journey, uh, yeah. original idea, um, you know, getting that funding building, pivoting, making mistakes, trying new things, learning, ultimately selling the product and doing really well, you know, uh, just shy of three months. So if you could go back to your high school selves, like before, let's say before that class, even uh, before the idea of deal block came along, you guys probably knew, okay, you know, it would be fun to work with each other. It would be cool to have a project or a venture. Uh, we don't know what it is yet, but what is that like one piece of advice that would, you would give your younger selves? If I had to tell myself one thing, I would just say, just, just keep going. And we've done that, but I would tell myself that early on, just, just keep doing what you're doing and, and honestly trust the process as cliche as that sounds. Cause I think in entrepreneurship, you're going to take, you're going to get tested so much. We still get tested, of course, but we took some of our biggest L's early on. I mean, stuff that most people at this point would be like, you know what, man, it was a good run no one's going to talk about, you know, bad about us. You know, we gave it our all and, you know, it is what it is. Let's move on. Um, we just always had that type of mentality where no, no matter how bad it got, we just got back to the drawing board the next day. And instead of sulking about it, we were just problem solving. And I think that's why we're where we're at today. But I would tell myself, because, yeah, some days yeah, they could suck. I would just tell myself it's going to be all right, man. Just keep just keep going. Love that. Yeah, he nailed it right there. There's not much to add there. You know, it's just you can't take his though. You gotta <laughs> what's the new one? No, right. I mean, he nailed it. Um, no, I mean, one thing I would tell myself though, it's like, yeah, there, there are gonna be some hard days, but yeah. um, it really is just about you know that going persevering and getting through those adversities. Um, but even more so, I would tell myself, like, just just do it, man. Like you're gonna learn so much through this process. Um, and and what people tell me sometimes is, you know, you have a PhD in, in entrepreneurship now, right? Because the, the the only real way to understand fully what entrepreneurship is, is to go out and be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? You have to go out and be uncomfortable. Um, the classroom setting is great for, for the basics and stuff, um, especially, I mean, specifically with entrepreneurship, um, but really to, to really fully understand what that's like, you need to be uncomfortable. You need to go through some of that adversity. You need to be able to persevere. Um, and, and that's kind of what I would tell myself, uh, back in the day, if I could, if I can go tell little Drake, what's up. 
I love that. Guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I just noticed the swag as well. You guys really got yeah. the cool logos. I mean, the product, <laughs> I really love it all. Um, and I'm just really excited to continue to see this company grow with you guys. So thanks for joining. Thank you so much for streaming our exclusive interview with Anthony and Drake, the co-founders of DealBlock, which is a reusable gym bag deodorizer unlike anything you've seen before. As mentioned during today's interview, DealBlocks can be customized with any logo, which makes it a great giveaway or resale opportunity for gyms, colleges, and corporations. So make sure to check them out at www.dealblock.com. See you next week.